Good evening. My name is uh, Pastor Chris, for those of you who may be visiting. And uh, tonight we are going to uh, have the culmination of a series we've been in called Suffering. So we're going to prepare to pray for the next few minutes. And uh, so the last three weeks, in, and we did a suffering series, and every week we let people or ask people to put their prayer requests on a card and then put them on the back wall. And so tonight, uh, when I get done, we're going to pass those cards out and you're going to be, you're going to pray over those cards. And so <clears throat> I'm going to start with this verse. <clears throat> he replied, because you have so little faith. So what was happening was that Jesus had sent the disciples out to be able to heal people, heal people the way that he was, to be able to teach people the way that he was. And there was a demon possessed person who came and they couldn't do it. And so that person came to Jesus and said, would you please do it? I came to your disciples, but they weren't, they weren't able to. And, and after the person left, the disciples said, why, why weren't we able to? And this was his answer. He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, depending upon where you are right now emotionally tonight, depending upon what's happened to you in your life in the past, when you hear those words, you're like, some of you are like, I've heard that before. It doesn't really work out like that. Others of you are hoping that I will teach you something so that you can do the impossible. And then we can all jump up and down, and by the time this service is over, the impossible has happened, and you can go home and tell it. You can put it on the social media. It's amazing what you're going to be able to do. Here's the problem. Today is Good Friday. And Good Friday is the day that all over the world, for 2,000 years, people have celebrated Christ's death. Not his resurrection. That's Sunday. His death. How can someone say nothing will be impossible for you and then die? Why didn't he do the impossible? Why didn't he figure out some way he wouldn't have to die? Why didn't he say, you know what? I'm going to look out for me. I'm not, I, I've got the power. I'm not going to do that. It's a pretty simple answer. Tonight, now you happen to know the story, most of you, that in three days he does raise from the dead, but tonight, in, in our context, he's dead. He's not, he didn't come forth from the tomb, he's in the tomb. Why? 
Why would he walk into the tomb? Why would someone who can do miracles, who can actually move a mountain, walk into the tomb? I'm just going to give you a short sentence that throughout our series, the Impossible series, is going to grow and grow. It's this. Jesus did his miracles to show that you do not get life from the physical. You get life from the spiritual. The spirit trumps the physical. And when you try to get life from the physical, when you try to use miracles and you try to use prayer so that the physical things that you want to see happen, happen, thinking I will get, then I will come to life. Then I will experience life. Jesus came and said, that is false. The exact opposite is true. So therefore, Jesus is dead tonight because he looked at you. He saw you. He looked into your soul. He looked into your heart. And he saw. He saw the slavery to stuff. He saw the slavery to lust. He saw how that when I and you are caught in a tight spot, we lie. We lie to get out of it. He, he watched you in your marriages, and he watched you enslaved to the idea that if I could only change this person, I'd have life. He saw you enslaved to self-righteousness and selfishness. He he knows all about the path you're on. He knows all about the fact that you are searching and searching and searching. You're working so hard to build that life. But it's become your king. It's become your master. You're not alive. You're a slave. You don't don't wake up in the morning full of gratitude and and live with that gratitude throughout the day and share that and express that with other people. Now you wake up in the day and you have this dream of what you're going to build and you're exhausted by the end of the day because it is your master and you are the slave. And he wants to set you free. And he knew. The only way you could ever have a relationship with him, the only way you could ever find life is if he died in your place. And so he did. And as we prepare for these prayers tonight, there's an Old Testament passage that says this, search me, O God, and know my heart, try me and know my thoughts. See if there's any wicked way in me. God, 
I'm going to open my heart tonight. I'm going to give you full reign to show me who I am. You look at me and you show me who I am. Help me to look in the mirror and see what I'm enslaved to. Another passage says, repent at my rebuke. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. Once God shows that to me and I, I turn away from that, I get to see God. I get to experience his word. I get to know what is true. Then I'm prepared to pray. Not for God to change the physical world, but for God to know me and me to know God. And then out of that relationship to pray for other people. But first, first, to prepare for prayer. I, I gotta be in communion with God. I gotta be one with him. I gotta be, and so we're gonna take the three things that we worked through in the series. The first one is this. It's, it says that suffering, almost all suffering comes from the fact that men are trying to do good outside of God. So I'm going to ask you to bow your head. I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer to God, to yourself. Search me, O God, and know my heart, and try me and know my thoughts. Is there any wicked way in me? Am I trying to do good outside of God? Am I trying to build my marriage knowing God has said this is one way to go, but I'm going in a dire another direction? Am I trying to build my career outside of God? God, show me if there's any wicked way in me. Do I, am, I, am I a slave to a substance or an idea or a possession? God, Show me, is there any wicked way in me? Keep your bow heads bowed and keep praying. A second idea we came across in our series is that my, my grace is sufficient for you. So therefore, I, I rejoice in my weakness, not my strength. God, search my heart. See if there's any wicked way in me. Am I constantly trying to show myself to be somebody Am I constantly trying to be strong and to, and to live my life from my strength? And the last one. The last one is a verse. It says, and we know that all, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. The purpose is that you would become like Christ. God, know my heart. Search my heart. Know my thoughts. And see if there's any wicked way in me. God, is my goal in this life to know you? Or have I fallen in love with another, another God? Is there something in my life that's more important to me than you? 
Take the last 30 seconds to repent. Let him forgive you. Reword that. Accept the forgiveness he gives you. Let that oneness, let his spirit overflow in your heart. Let the honesty of God, let the goodness of God, let a Jesus who had all the power in the world and could have done anything with this physical world and said, no, I want you. I want to know you. Lord Jesus, we come before you and we're going to pray to you. And we're going to ask you for the things that are on this card. But Jesus, we ask you these knowing you know what's best. You love us more than anyone or anything. Knowing that you have done the impossible you saved us. You saved me. You've forgiven me of my sin. You've given me a chance to know you. You've done the impossible. We want to join you in the impossible tonight. In your name we pray.